You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Excited to have you back with us again. We are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. And, you know, part of the beauty of where I feel like, you know, I get to uh, spend a lot of my time is not only, you know, researching NFTs that we're buying every single day, but also getting to know, you know, founders and other uh, creators. But I will say, you know, one of the limitations that I found in this whole journey is that, you know, I don't get a lot of time to spend like deep in many communities. I almost had to pull back, you know, uh, you know, communities that I've been, you know, involved in as far as even active in Discord. And, you know, I know I've missed um, some things that are out there, but what I really love is that, you know, there's been some people that have been helping me out on that. And I think, you know, part of this whole journey into, you know, the NFT Web3 space is the idea of surrounding yourself with great people, you know, and I do believe, you know, great people connecting with great people will do great things. And so you don't have to do everything on your own, right? And so, you know, one of the things that, I, that I've been really kind of, you know, wrapping my head around was, you know, advice that I've been giving people that are new to the space. And that's definitely something um, that I've, uh, you know, kind of been looking at and saying like, well, how can we onboard more people? But like, really, what can, what does this space look like on, you know, longevity, right? Because onboarding people is just one thing, right? Getting people onboarded where they have an aha moment and they stick around. Well, that's like the magic that I think we're all looking to, uh, you know, achieve. And so for me, part of that is just the idea of like, what works for you? What works for, for, um, you know, each of us on that journey. And so I'm going to tap a little bit into that, but I'm also going to share a little bit of my, um, like things that I want, uh, or I believe should change or that we need to really address in this space. Um, and I, and I've, I'm wondering, I'm guessing that many of you are going to have, you know, similar, uh, thoughts and ideas. But one of them is that like, we need brands and like celebrities and athletes to be doing great things in this space. And I say that because let's face it, they are, they are creatives and they are, they are also ones that can help us, you know, um, bring liquidity to the space and add value. And, you know, there, ha- I've been definitely staying away from a lot of uh, celebrity or athlete projects for our, you know, Mint 365, uh, mainly because I've been burnt, you know, in the past. And um, the one that I've been tracking, which is actually the one that we minted uh, yesterday for our NFT 365 or Mint 365, is actually called Basketball Heads. Basketball Heads. Um, It's uh, a collaboration between Steph Curry and Under Armour. And it's really attached to the Curry brand. Um, and what I thought they did really well was they were doing kind of uh, airdrops and free giveaways throughout the NBA season. Uh, every time Steph Curry hit a three-pointer, they would do these giveaways. 
And then it kind of led up to where they're, where they launched, um, yesterday. And, you know, I'll just say the, the launch is definitely a slow launch, but I think the art, the design, the innovation of this project, um, is top notch. I mean, one of the better ones I've seen for brands, maybe even one of the better ones I've seen even beyond brands, because what they did was they were airdropping people, you know, the, you know, different, uh, of these free NFTs, and then they had these serums and the serums are attached to some of their partner brands. I know like the, the hype beeps project and um, cyber Kongs and smiles. And so what you can do is that you could just take your free airdrop and you could, you know, turn it into their lab and it'll turn it into a basketball heads NFT. And uh, they found a really great um, artist. Uh, she's a, you know, powerful artist uh, that I, you know, been checking out on Instagram and the innovation like on the website is really neat. Uh, but they also went like really deep into like utility and like what their you know value is. And so they have some strong partners, which I think check the box. Um, they also did um, some rewards like based for, you know, existing holders. And then they have like outlined that, you know, Q2 of this year, they're going to have a mutate, you know, the game Q3, they're going to have metaverse uh, goods Q, Q the end of Q3. It says um, they're going to have raffling off, um, you know, Steph Curry shoes, Q4, they're going to have plug-and-play digital wearables. And then Q1 of next year, they're going to have interoperable um, avatars. And and the thing I really like about what this project did, and which it kind of leads into some of the other pieces that we're going to talk about in this episode, is that they also did a great job of like allowing like those of us like me, like I knew this project was going along, but I didn't have like the time um, to buy in and do like the free airdrops and like, you know, follow along all the, all the different things that I needed to do. But I was also able to just jump in and you can mint a basketball for 0.08. And if you just want to, you know, turn your basketball into a basketball heads PFP, you can do that with 0.08. Or you can buy some of the serums on secondary market that were dropped. And, and you can use a combination of up to three of them to, you know, to really personalize your um, your PFP. And so for, the, for our Mint 365 project, I, I purchased two of the serums and, of course, the NF3 basketball. Uh, and I'm excited that the reveal will happen, like, I think, 48 hours after you do the, the lab combination. But excited to see where that art goes. And so definitely check out that, that project. I think they're, the lab, the whole, the whole piece, um, you know, I'll put a link to the tweet that I shared um, with some of the screenshots of the experience that I think is really good. But at the same time, this is a brand getting into the space that is doing a paid mint, right? Which we know is definitely one of the things that is a little risky right now with the, with the current market. And the thing about this is like they did tap into their, you know, what I would say their existing fans, their passionate fans. And I mean, and Steph Curry is Steph Curry, like, you know, probably, probably the greatest uh, shooter in NBA history and one of the biggest names um, in NBA without question. But I think, you know, the other part of this that I think is, um, is important and will be, be interesting to watch is that, you know, how commit, committed are they even beyond, right? If this is a slow burn project, right? And I will just tell you the slow burn brand projects really excite me because I, I believe, you know, brands like, like what Curry has done, brands like what, um, let's say, West Coast Customs have done with the Meta Whips, um, and even leaders that have been building this entire time. And, and I definitely have to give a shout out to uh, Evan Mendoza um, and the Diamond Dogs. Actually, today, uh, at, a, at a baseball game in, at State College up in Pennsylvania, there is going to be the Diamond Dogs versus the Bored Apes. And they actually got the players in the field, the two different teams, 
are wearing jerseys. One will have Diamond Dogs jerseys. One will have Bored Apes jerseys. And uh, I'm very lucky. I, I, you know, thanks to Travi and and the and the team over there at uh, you know in Ohio and all the team over there at uh, Diamond Dogs. One of my Diamond Dogs will be on a uh, baseball jersey that's uh, at, that'll be on the field. And you know they're doing some just really creative things. And, and Evan has been building. You know, I was in I believe his very first Twitter space that he did um, back in the fall. And their project is still minting. Diamond Dogs is still minting. It is at point zero three. Um, I think a great project that has been innovating and really pushing things forward this whole time. But it kind of ties into, you know, the West Coast Customs example as well as the Curry example. In that, when you think about like you know brands that are able to kind of you know establish themselves as as more than a money grab, one of the things that we have to think about is like, okay, what does that mean for like onboarding or welcoming people in? But also, what does that mean for an example for other brands? And this is where I, you know, I, I think we have to just kind of tap into this idea that, you know, for us to really move forward, we have to really hammer home like two key things. The first thing is Web3 is not a technology shift. Let me say that very clearly. Moving to Web3 is not about the tech. It's not about the blockchain. It's not about NFTs or cryptocurrency. It is about a cultural mindset shift in how we think of ownership and the value that we put into the digital world, right? Like to me, what the metaverse ultimately symbolizes and means is that we now, you know, we, we actually think equally about what we value digitally as what we do IRL. And that mindset shift is such an important piece. And unfortunately, the technology or the vernacular or even just the, the tools right now are, are really one of the biggest barriers, right? Like people are like, well, why is my ETH going down? Or how do I get like my money from my bank into crypto? And then wait, wait I have to, I put it into something called an exchange. Like what the hell is that? And then I have to put it into a wallet. And so not only is education important, but we do have to kind of move some of these technology pieces to the background. And we also have to simplify some of those things. Cause I'll tell you, like for me, when I was when I was going through the Curry, the, the uh, basketball heads NFT process yesterday, you know, I, I loved it. I thought it was really entertaining. But then when I was like, you know what, I'm going to create a little, a little guide, a little video of how this all went. And I started to realize, I was like, oh my goodness, this was like a 42 minute process for me. And I, I was able to look at the log and it was pretty complex, right? Because I had to go onto the website and I minted a basketball. Then I realized I needed a serum. So I went to the OpenSea to buy two serums, but there was eight choices of serums. So I had to figure out why certain ones cost certain amounts and, and how people got the serum and why some you know, people are selling them on secondary market. And then I bought the serum and I go back to the website. I had to hit the lab piece and then it like popped up with a warning. It was like, you know, you are burning these NFTs and, and that you cannot you know undo this. And like, what I started re- recognizing that was like all of these mechanics and all of these things to me are very exciting and, and it adds some really unique value and, and an experience. But like, where is the, what is the education element beyond just having like a video or uh, a blog post or even like an infographic? Like I would argue like for this type of project to succeed, we really need to have handholding of all people that are kind of coming into the space. Like even for myself, like I was like, man, do I do two serums or three? And I, and I saw like the, you know, how they evaluated them. But then I was like, I'm not really sure like what I'm losing out. And is it worth, you know, like that other amount, right? There's a lot of those questions that are, that are, that come up. And, you know, that also goes to other projects that I really love and I'm, you know, all in on. And, you know, like one of them being bulls and apes that I, I have interviewed, uh, you know, on the, on the podcast, 
you know, there's some components in the bulls and apes process project where you're burning your, or you're, yeah, you're able to burn or you're able to breed two of your bulls that are in the same compass region um, and turn it into a teen bull. And some people are able to get so many teen bulls that they're able to burn, to burn the teen bulls and get a God bull. And, and all of that th- stuff is like really exciting, but here's the, here's the other part of this. And, and so this kind of gets into the episode as far as where I wanted us to kind of wrap our head on is like, it's great to educate people like up until certain processes, but if people are jumping in and this is the thing about, you know, the NFT space is that people can enter at any time, right? Your project can be a year old, could be a day old. It could be 30 days before your mint. People are entering your product project at all different touch points. The problem being the onboarding at every touch point needs its own education, its own like funnel, its own like like I, I would argue like on this curry um you know and it's lab.currybrand.com is the name of the website that um the project's on. Like I would argue, you know, because they have a little pop up that says like how it works and they kind of like you know kind of walk you through like uh, you know, with some like instructions on how their project works. But I would like, I would argue that when you go to that website, it should be like, have you been getting free drops about, do you, do you know about that we've been doing, you know, airdrops or, or giveaways uh, every time Steph Curry uh, had a three pointer in this year's season. And of course, if you like, you say no, it should walk you through a different, you know, onboarding experience. than if you say yes, right. And then you can go like to the next thing. Do you have one? No. Okay. And like that kind of um, like structure, that kind of like, um, digital education, I don't believe it exists right now. Like I don't believe, and I even think of that from like some of the biggest brands um, and products that are out there, right? Like, you know, you could think of it from Slack or you could think of it. And, and part of the complexity in NFTs is that because the entry points are so different, every one of those experiences must be customized, must be tweaked. And the truth is it's not easy to create a lot of this educational content until you're executing, right? Like how can you prove how can you show the burn process until you've launched it out? Right? Maybe you can test it in the test net, but in the test net, is it exactly simulated exactly? So that's one of the space. That's one of the things like, like if I'm, I'm going to label, you know, three things that I look at in the space that really um, need, um, you know, some innovation, but also need uh, a new approach. And that is, we really need to hone in on understanding how to welcome and onboard people, no matter what, you know, where they're coming in our projects at, but we need that to be like kind of template, template, templatized. I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, being having templates to be able to to because like we can't have force every project to reinvent like to invent how this actual tech would work, right? So I w- I would argue it, it would be almost like a uh, a Wix or a Canva type style where you're able to kind of be like okay, you know, like let's let's set up the education this way, and so that's that's one of the three. Um, ways that I'd be excited for some things that we need to just kind of think about and how we can create some tools around. Number two, number two is really, you know, we can talk about the need for um, a better wallet than MetaMask or, you know, Phantom Wallet if you're on Solana. But I actually think it's actually not about having one that is better than them, but it's about understanding the, we really need to give you know, really people, owners, we need to give owners of our NFT projects the ability to customize and personalize their experience to what they're most comfortable with. Like, so one of the examples that I have is like when I open my MetaMask, like, you know, and if you're not into crypto in your MetaMask, you see like right when you pop up and you you unlock your MetaMask, you see the name of your wallet across the top and then you see the amount of ETH that you have. And then it says like the USD equivalent, right? 
Well, all of that is great, but for the average person or the person that is not like a, a degen or a Web three aholic, um, hey, maybe that's a, that's a new term, Web three aholic. We should uh, that's one of the ones that exist for us, our Web three addict. Um, is that you know like part of that is like there is like this like um, unknown factors that if you're getting into NFTs without having much knowledge of crypto, you're like, hey, I thought I moved over a hundred dollars yesterday, and now it says I have eighty six dollars. Like, what the hell? Like, they like your impression on that is already very skewed, right? And so the like the idea that like I should be able to like mouse over things or click on things and it give me additional context, I think is essential inside of a wallet. I also think with inside of our wallets, like the idea of a Chrome browser plugin as like the primary use case for a wallet is so, you know, like we have to just be honest. A lot of people have never used a, a plugin of a browser for something that is attached to financial or attached to something that is like they have to authorize and log in. Like maybe some people use one for, you know, sharing the social, maybe they use one for like their coupon cutter or clipper um, one, or maybe they use one for like save now or save for later um, short uh, shortcut, or maybe they use one for like their favorite RSS reader. But like the idea of like that being that pop-up being like the, that the, like the solution I actually think is, is another one of those things that when we look at wallets, like why, why haven't we been able to think about a wallet that is application-based that could be actually installed um, on our um, computers, like kind of like Ledger Live. If anyone is using the hardware wallet Ledger, uh, Ledger has a Ledger Live, which I actually think ha- is a very powerful um, application tool. But so for, for me, like the number two piece here is like we, I think we really have to like look at wallets, not because we need a new one. And, and I know lots of people are like, you know, they, I mean, let's face it. A lot of people just hate what exists because they, you know, like they believe there should be better. But if you don't have like an answer to being what's better or like the resources, like let's be real. Like I think any wallet that is popping up right now, I mean, they're going to have nine, nine, 12 months before they're even, you know, anywhere close to, um, you know, the development and the, the, you know, where like something like a MetaMask is. But I think what we have to look at is like wallet, like, uh, and this goes to like discord as well, right? Like we really need to help people customize their like notifications and their experience so that it's what they're most comfortable, right? So if someone is is used to like a traditional online banking app, we should be able to, you know, allow them to like build a wizard where their wallet and such are kind of like built like that. So those are the, the first two, right? So the first one being, you know, I really do think we have to find ways to create like template and wizard based onboarding education processes across, um, you know, uh, NFT projects. Number two is I really think we need to, we need to rethink the, the user interface for today's uh, consumer. And like, even like just the idea of like, you know, it, you know, getting people to use um, Apple pay, right? Like I use Apple pay almost exclusively. I got it. I don't really ever have, you know, cards or cash on me. Um, I pay with my, my watch or I pay with my iPhone every single day, just about like, there's really pretty much for me, almost no reason to have anything else. Um, but for a lot of people, that's still a barrier, right? Like you're scanning your phone. Like I, I get people to give me looks all the time when I just double tap the you know button on the side of my phone and I pay for things um, at a gas station or, or whatever. And so we have to kind of like recognize like, I mean, Apple Pay has been rolling out for, I think, what, four years and we're not there yet. So like that's something that we have to like kind of uh, adapt and say like, what if, what could we make this that was like Apple Pay or how could that work? Okay, and then the third one that as far as like, where I look at like, you know, reinventing or, you know, kind of approaching this whole space 
is, you know, we, we really do need to kind of address the communication issue. And here's the, here's the truth is that for most of us, we don't believe discord is the answer, but right now discord is kind of the default, but I also don't believe a traditional email newsletter is the answer. And a lot of people don't like SMS messaging, right? We have an SMS here for um, the podcast. If anyone wants to check it out, it's in the show notes down below. We're using community dot com, which allows us to send kind of like bulk text messages instead of, you know, if you're not in our discord, but you want to be notified on some of the cool things that we have going on, you can sign up for that. And, And to me, it works great. But I know we've got a lot of people that have pushed back. Maybe it's because they're international, right? And we do have a, an international option uh, for everyone that's interested in that that we will include in the show notes as well. But that actually comes down to like a bigger uh, conversation, right? Because the the other part of this from a communication perspective is there's a lot of great content that's being created by communities, by NFT projects, right? From Twitter spaces to YouTube lives to Twitches. I was in a, I watched a, a Twitch the other day that I thought was really great. Or, you know, I mentioned the, the, the NFT classic that uh, Diamond Dogs are, are, are doing with the baseball game, right? There, you know, there's great you know, tweets that are going on. There's great um, Twitter spaces that are happening. But the truth is like, where could I consume all of that for one project, or like, what what does a Web three communication tool really look like? And I'll, and I'll tell you, when I was at NFT NYC, I feel like there was thirty different you know projects that were that were saying that they are the new social media app of Web three. I'm not sure we need like like maybe maybe we need that, but like that's not actually solving the problem that we currently have, right? Like that's like trying to be like, Hey, I want to get you guys off Twitter or Hey, I want to get you guys off Facebook or Instagram. Well, guess what? Those things are going to be around for a long time. But what we could really use is a communication methodology that allowed us to streamline things. And I actually think it might end up being something that lives within our wallets. Yeah. Stick with me here. I'm not sure if anyone else has thought of this or talk about it. Maybe there's someone that's innovating with it. I have no idea, but you know, if our wallet ends up being, you know, our wallet is a combination of like our email, our website and our cell phone number, right. For, um, you know, the communication perspective and the fact that we can have it installed on our phone and we can have it installed on our desktop. Imagine if we were able to find a way to streamline that, that process within our wallets, right? So if we own an NFT, we could actually tick a box inside of that, you know, inside of our wallet to say, we want this kind of communication, or we, we prefer these type of updates um, within our wallet. Now, the truth is marketers will ruin everything. So somehow it'll be ruined by marketers. But it at least gets us to this idea of like decentralized opting in to better communication. So those that's like the third one of the things that I think, you know, from a high level, I think those are the three places that we could really use some like innovation, some building. Um, and I also think that there's some things that we just have to think about, you know, a little bit more in depth when it comes to, you know, how this all works and, and where we're like, you know, wrapping our heads around, um, you know, kind of the future of not only the NFT space as a whole, but the idea that, you know, things that we had done in the past is like really, you know, for me is really comes down to let's learn from what has worked in the past, but let's reimagine it in this digital first world. And that reimagine is what is, I believe, part of the limitations that exists today is that a lot of people are trying to just say, hey, I want to replace what we do in web two in a web three solution. Well, replacing it is, you know, it's like taking a, a, an offline event and trying to make it virtual. 
And we all know how that worked early on in the pandemic, right? The events were horrible because you weren't reimagining, you weren't using the 360 degrees around us in the, um, the virtual world to leverage what a virtual experience should look like. And you weren't you know, taking into account that now we're distracted. You don't have our captured attention. Now we are doing it from home. Now some of our technology isn't as good. Some of our Wi-Fi signals aren't as good. Some of us don't learn that way, right? So we really do have to think about you know, reimagining from the past and then ultimately, you know, kind of moving in, in a new way uh, to the future. So that's where my head's at. Love to hear your thoughts. As always, use hashtag NFT365 on any of your favorite social channels. Let us know what your thoughts are on things that you would love to see innovated or changed, or maybe, you know, you know some solutions that I that can solve uh, a couple of these problems. And then last but not least here, you know, our, you know, shout out to our, our sponsor. And, you know, one of the things that I love about the uh, crypto business conference that is happening in San Diego, you know, October 9th to the 11th, is that they are not only, you know, designing it for, you know, those that are active learners of Web3, but like for me, you know, some of these events, you know, there's a difference between those that are curious and that have that curiosity bug of what's possible in Web3 versus like those that are just like, hey, I want to learn what's worked in the past. And what, I, what I'm excited about with uh, the Crypto Business Conference is that curiosity, those that have the curiosity for, for learning and for, for kind of diving in and understanding like what this whole landscape means, this event is for you. So definitely check it out. It, the link is in the show notes below. And I'll leave you with this. You know, it's easy to complain about what our tech and our tools are um, for us in front of us right now. Like it's easy to make that, you know, complain about that. But the truth is like complaining about current, you know, tools without providing a solution is just noise. And I would argue that we should focus less about complaining on the tech that is there and focus more about understanding the culture and the mindset shift that will help us not only be better in this space, but grow together, amplify together. And I also think that requires us to celebrate good people doing good things and celebrate the projects and the experiences that we believe are worthwhile, that are doing the things in this space that we are excited about. It's super easy just to pump your own bag. It's super easy just to talk about the the bad examples and the people that are getting hacked. But what if we all took it upon ourselves just this week? If you see something in your feed that is really something innovative or cool that would help our space, and it's not a project that you own, and it's not someone that you know, why don't you amplify that? Why don't you quote retweet something? Why don't you take that and write a blog post about it? Why don't you take that and turn it into a podcast episode? Imagine if each one of us that are listening to this show, right, the thousands upon thousands of people that are listening to this podcast, and and thank you all for, for listening. Imagine if all of us went out of our way to celebrate great things that are happening in this space that we aren't tied to financially or personally. Imagine how that would change the narrative of what we have all going on here in Web3. So if you're a believer in this we is greater than me concept, which is what the mantra and foundation of this podcast is all about, then I challenge you to do just that. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not for-